Hey, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Top Chip Cigars. We got a podcast. This is it. Hey, guys, what is up? It's yeah. a long time coming. Uh, this is Carl. I'm here with my partner, my buddy, Dave. What's up? Hipster Dave. Hipster in the, in the big dog. And here you are. You're, you've made it. You've made it to the Tall Chief Cigars first ever Cigar Circle podcast. The inaugural wow. episode. Coming at you from the world famous Tall Chief Cigars Lounge. A studio we built that some of you will see in later episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Dave, how did we get here? Yeah, that's a good question, man. And it might actually make for some cool content to sort of tell that story uh, for guys who may not be familiar, you know. But uh, Carl and I have been in the cigar business for many years. Uh, long you know, time. Long time. And we used to sort of, we were, you know, part-timer night shift dudes at, uh, mm-hmm. at a shop in Buffalo, New York for a long time. And uh, yeah, tell them, tell them how, we, how we ended up uh, finding the opportunity of a lifetime. Um, well, I will say this. This is probably my favorite thing about cigars in general is that if you sit down in a cigar lounge and smoke a cigar, you will meet friends. It's, a, it's like the best way for dudes or, or ladies, mm-hmm. you know, but mostly dudes to uh, network and make friends when they were not intending to do either one of those things, <laughs> which is how I met Dave, which is how I met many, many mentors and like business people. And, you know, I'm 31 years old, but I started hanging out in lounges 11 years ago, mm-hmm. maybe, um, when you were allowed to smoke under 21 in, in the state of New York. But anyway. You're right. I was not intending to make friends when I went in, when I no, walked in there for the first I time. I forced friendship <laughs> upon you, and you had no choice. So, and that's why we're here. No. Um, so uh, we're coming up... I, the last six months of our second year here yeah. at Tall Chief Cigars, yeah. um, which has been just a beautiful journey of uh, self-discovery. And, you know, our, our personal lives have evolved quite a bit in the time here. But to get here, uh, it was know a guy who knows a guy, right? Basically, <laughs> yeah, I yeah. mean, like, I uh, had met this this uh, businessman, Sam, at, uh, at the shop that we worked at. Um, I kind of commandeered a desk in the corner to get my grad school work done and people kind of knew that as my seat and every now and then people would come and fill the seat next to me and um, they would talk to me and I Mm -hmm. would talk to them a little bit in between Mm -hmm. paragraphs or whatever it is I was writing but anyway Sam knows the owner of our store uh, JC Seneca really great guy philanthropist Um, Mm -hmm. just we'll we'll, we'll get into we'll get into him I'm sure at a later time but just a fantastic guy heard about the humidor needing a manager and uh i'm the kind of person who's gonna just start driving out have a conversation that's what i did and i'm looking around the humidor and i'm seeing beautiful prices and beautiful cigars my mm-hmm. favorite things my favorite two things <laughs> and uh yeah have some conversations explain my vision and bring a bring a pal with me and we got here and since i've been here i've never met so many awesome friends customers turn friends um, that allow us to be able to do this every day. But I mean, honestly, it was pure luck and yeah. a couple conversations and a lot of experience, you know, peddling these things. Shout out to Sam Morris, man. Yeah, yeah Sam, if you're listening, thank you. <laughs> you're the reason why this podcast exists. <laughs> but uh, it has been wild. 
it's been wild. I mean, my days, I don't know what your days looked like before this, Dave, but mine were 16-hour days of doing things that I wasn't necessarily too happy about and getting five hours of sleep to yeah. scrape by in, I, in my house by myself. Yeah, I think both of us were kind of spinning our wheels a little bit, looking for the next the next thing, you know? And uh, so the timing couldn't have been more perfect and the opportunity couldn't have been more perfect for uh for both of us where we were at in our lives at the time and just like the fact that we're both like everybody listening probably just big cigar fans you know we're cigar smokers first and foremost you know and that's what made uh made it such a nice fit and i think what makes us good at good at our job you know yeah i mean i think there's just a lot of factors that go into it and uh, us being having opposite taste and having opposite kind of you know, personality, <laughs> yeah. I think, is, yeah. is a yeah. big is a big benefit. Um, there are things that, I, that I'll smoke that you won't, and there are things that mm-hmm. you smoke that I have smoked that <laughs> I just get bored of, you know, and it's, <laughs> there's a lot of that going on, and I think that uh, what's happened here so far um, has been a beautiful thing. It's been, it's everything in our, outside of our work has been possible yeah. to do because of our experience here. But, it's 2023 now and now we're old news and now we have to do the next cool thing right yeah. so let's start uh let's start some media start a know. podcast start a podcast why not just throw it out there you know um especially in the winter you know it's a little bit too cold to have a cigar so let's mm-hmm. light one up and go and go talk about this hobby that we love and maybe give you something to listen to while you smoke a, a robusto or something mm-hmm. so that's what we're going to do yeah and a lot of this is going to be centered around like interviewing a lot of the insiders and the connections that we've made um, so far in our time here. And there are too many people to name, which is good for you because, um, you know, you'll get to hear about them. And yeah. we'll have plenty of personal conversations with all these wonderful people that we've met through this complete happenstance. Yeah. Right. Yeah. There are some cool stories coming down, coming down the pike. And uh, so, yeah, just uh, make sure that you keep an eye out. Make sure that you guys get in touch with us on social media at tall chief cigars on instagram join our facebook group i can't stress that enough for for especially for our local customers uh that that facebook group uh is how we keep everybody informed on what's going on in the shop what's going on on the website what's going on online events things like this uh make sure you join that group tall chief cigars at native pride and then of course www.tallchiefcigars.com the web store, you can you can shop, you can follow all the social media with links through there and just uh, stay up on the next big thing. Yeah, so coming <laughs> up on today, the first ever, the inaugural episode, you know, we're going to talk about things that we've smoked this week, things that have left an impression on us, maybe a couple of mm-hmm. things that we could go without. We have our first interview with uh, just one of the just one of the most energetic and driven guys that we've met in this wild cigar industry. Josh Malzak, Oliva Cigar account executive. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is Oliva month here at the world famous Tall Chief Cigar. And we're gonna have that for you too. And then at the end, we're gonna cap it off with a little game that we're gonna play where I'm gonna try to guess what I'm smoking. Uh, Dave's <laughs> gonna go through our amazing world famous humidor of over 800 different cigars, pick one out. And I'm going to have to nail it. And guess what? Mm -hmm. Spoiler alert. I'm going to. (laughs) No one ever said that, you know, Carl didn't have any confidence in himself. Uh, So, you know, there's that. But I'm going to try to stump him, you know. 
and take the band off, hand him a cigar, and see if he can figure out what it is. Yeah, so we have a lot, you know a lot of that and a lot of other different segments lined up for you over the you know next couple years of doing this, I'd say. Yeah. And you know we wanted to start it off with with a bang. Um, so I think what we're gonna do is throw it over to Oliva Josh, mm-hmm. and then after that we'll talk about what we've been smoking and and uh, play some games and screw around and see where this podcasting gear takes us. Let's do it. All right, we're gonna throw it over to Oliva Josh. We're here with our first ever inaugural guest on the Tall Chief Cigar Cigar Circle podcast. A guy that we've known, Dave and I, for about a year now, actually. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, that's, it's a quick year. Uh, it's none other than uh, Josh Malzak, account executive for Oliva. And if you're in the Northeast, uh, you might have run into Josh. If you've been to any of the big trade shows in the cigar industry, you might have seen Josh. Um, Josh, how are you doing, man? Good, Carl. How are you guys doing? Thanks for uh, thanks for having me be your first guest ever. I mean, this is big for me and Dave. We've had this idea in the works for a really long time, um, but we wanted to bring in just the perfect guest who could, you know, balance that uh, knowledge of the cigar industry with their own experience and also just be a straight up likable guy. And we got him, Dave. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we got him. Yeah, one of our favorite uh, account executives and uh, a guy who's really been an inaugural part to the growth of the shop over the last year, for sure. Definitely. And we are, um, you know, we're smack dab in the middle of an Oliva promo month here at Tall Cheap Cigars, tallcheapcigars.com. We're running buy four, get one free on all the beautiful and fantastic Oliva sticks that Mm -hmm. we have in the store. So Mm -hmm. why not talk to Josh, discuss things for a little bit, pick his brain, get the questions answered that everybody wants to hear. Because you don't want to hear from us. You want to hear from the guys on the inside. And I think... (laughs) I think this is a great way to, to kick things off. So, Josh, I'm just going to jump right into it. Um, what's it like being a sales rep for a humongous cigar company? Well, you know, that's interesting because that would probably be the number one question I get as, as I've attended these events over the last year and a half or so. It's what it's like being a rep and what do I got to do to become so, um you know, it's enjoyable. It, it, it is, you know, what it's cracked up to be as far as being in the cigar industry. It's a great industry to be in. I've worked in a couple different ones, uh, being oil and gas and, and things like that. And by far, um, this has been the best one as far as forming relationships and things like that go. But um, there's a lot of work involved you know, in being a rep on the day-to-day, you know, as I go around and, and see guys like you. I mean... The planning is just, it, it takes up a lot of time for sure. And, you know, there's a marketing component too. Mm-hmm. You know, as, as a sales rep, we have to have a little bit, and particularly in this industry, a little bit of a way to, to get not only our name out there, but our brand name out there, Oliva. And then also to support our customers. I notice when you guys, you know, post something and you tag me up. I think it's important to support you in that way and, and share those posts to get that out there. So there's a, there's a lot we can dive really deep on what it's really like to be a rep, but I'll give you an example. Yesterday I was up at 4, 10 AM. I did not get home until 10:45 PM. <laughs> uh, you know, but I, I enjoyed every minute of it. Yeah. I was tired. I was tired this morning. But, you know, I went bell to bell. I did a 
little event uh, with a customer outside of Pittsburgh last night at a local cigar club meetup. It was great. We had an awesome time. But that's just a, a glimpse behind the curtain. It's not just chilling out, smoking cigars, and and, and drinking bourbon. There's there's a, a much bigger component to it than uh, what what a lot of guys may see on the surface. Yeah, I, it doesn't surprise me after getting to know you over the past year that you're the kind of guy putting in 18 hour days. But uh, you know, <laughs> yeah, and it's not like every day. I mean, I would say on a given month, there's a few there's a few long days in there. Mm-hmm. You, you may flip in a, a Saturday or a Sunday here and there. Um, but you know, there's, I'm always constantly thinking in my mind, you know, how can I, you know, I don't want to just show up for you guys. I want to add some value, you know? So those things are always noodling in my mind as I'm going to bed at night and, you know, you're tossing and turning and come up with an idea, you know? So there's, there's just so much, so much to it. I enjoy it very much, but, uh, on the surface, it looks, oh man, they're just smoking cigars and hanging out and chilling, but it's. So there's a lot more to it, especially, you know, uh, you know, your, your compensation is directly tied to the effort you put in. Yeah. I so think if uh, you don't put, if you don't put in the effort, you know, mm-hmm. your, your, your struggle on the other end as well. Mm-hmm. So that's how at it anyway. No, I think we get a lot of those same thoughts that you get whenever, uh, we get a customer that walks in while Dave and I are doing some kind of task and also having a cigar. And people are like, oh, it must be nice. And it's like, well, you know, I mean, yeah, but like we have metrics that we want to hit and we have, uh, you know, brands that we'd like to sell or expose people to. And it's like a whole big thing. But, you know, I can understand, especially, you know, the rep experience. It's like, oh, I got all these gratis cigars, right? I got to go here, here, here. It's not just hanging out. It's a very, very involved business. Yeah, man. How did you, Josh? Yeah. Like, how did you get, how did you get your foot in with Oliva? You know, it's, it's kind of a crazy story. I, I just got, I just got lucky. So I I was oddly enough, I was in the oil and gas industry selling oil of all things. And, um, I just so happened to have this networking event at, um, one of the burns down in Pittsburgh and this networking event, I show up. I don't, I don't even know. I'm sure they gave us a Rocky Patel. We had cigars. It was very enjoyable. Okay. So we'll fast forward. I'm sitting around one day and I'm making a list of all the things I enjoy. Right. I'm like, I, I, I should be able to sell something in a, in a industry that I already have as a hobby. And I landed on cigars and I start doing my search and I come across Oliva hiring out of Pittsburgh. So um, I reached out to the who's Jeff, who's now our VP of sales. And I didn't just send him an email. I send him a video email knowing that I have no cigar industry experience. and I know a lot of guys that had a lot of experience were going to apply for a job. So um, super long story short. He interviews me along with Nick, and they ended up uh, offering me the job. And at the time, I didn't realize, and this is feedback I get from my customers like yourselves, that Aliva just happens to be one of the better uh, cigar manufacturers in the industry. And that it's definitely held true, you know, into my second year here now. So I just got fortunate. I got very lucky, uh, very blessed to be in the position I'm in now. And that's how I ended up. <laughs> getting in my foot in the door. I had no contacts. I didn't know anybody. Um, 
it's just the right place at the right time, I guess. That's awesome. Ending up with such a prestigious brand is, uh, was there any pressure that came with that mm. or as you came, came to learn more? Mm. Or what was that like? No, I mean, no, I just, there's no, none because I didn't realize at the time, like, well, you know, I, I really ended up with a really good company that has a, you know, you know, fanta- we do have a fantastic product, but I didn't know, you know, I didn't really know that at the time. So all I know is, hey, there's the only pressure that it is, I got to come out and perform. Um, but they mm-hmm. give me all the support I need. So it's, you know, it's, it's a no brainer mm-hmm. at this point mm-hmm. and it, it works out pretty well. But, um, you know, and, and the main reason why I, I stood out, uh, you know, from Jeff is, you know, I just didn't send him an email. I, I sent him a video and I send him a video with three leads <laughs> and I said, Hey, even if, even if you don't hire me, give this to the next guy. <laughs> uh, that yeah. kind of that kind of goes with your, you know. I remember the first day you came in. I think it was in January of last year, early in the week, early in the morning. You know, it kind of speaks to your whole the whole uh, the whole tenor of the whole past year with us yeah. here at the store and Oliva and what we've done to grow the brand and promote the brand and and what you've done to grow the brand and promote the brand. So that's kind of a it all makes sense to me yeah. to hear that back. Like it's pretty on brand. <laughs> on brand for for a guy like you yeah. so now I'm, yeah. I'm curious go ahead and I, and I think that's what most jobs you know some of the best better jobs out there they're not actually making a big huge announcement on indeed or or linkedin or whatever some of them they're in that hidden job market you know so you know for the guys that are looking to get in and maybe thinking about hey i'd like to be a cigar sales rep well you know just because they don't have a job posted doesn't mean they're not hiring. Yeah. You know, okay. number one, you know, mm. so that'd be mm. some advice I would give. But be prepared to work. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Dave and I need guys like you. You know, we're lucky to have a lot of really good relationships with a lot of the reps here in the Northeast mm-hmm. that help us just fill our customers' uh, trays here with value. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's just there's always something going on, and Oliva has been behind a lot of the initiatives that we've put into the store. And, uh, you know, Dave and I have our own favorite Oliva cigars, and we'll talk about those later, but I wanted to know if you had to smoke one Oliva cigar, choose one for yourself, which one would it be? Boy, I, you know, I tend to gravitate to our, our Milanio Maduros, and hmm. the size is the 6 by 60 the double Toro. For some reason, that just sits well with me. I enjoy it. So that would be the one I would gravitate towards, you know, th- oh boy, there's a lot of good ones there, but that'd be my top one. Dave, what yeah, about you? That's a good one. I mean, I've said it several times on our various social media accounts, which by the way, if you're not up on those at tall chief cigars on Instagram, <laughs> TallChiefCigars.com. just going to throw that out there while we're talking about it, but I've said many times on our, on our social media that the Oliva Connecticut Reserve is, in my, in my view, the champion of breakfast cigars, right? So if it's, if it's early in the day, maybe I haven't had my breakfast yet, but I'm in the mood for a cigar, that's the one I'm reaching for, uh, you know? And then if we're talking after dinner, that, uh, that Oliva Siri V. Milano Maduro, I think... Uh, I think those might be in my top. Those are at least two of my top three. I got to throw the master blends in there too, because man, the Connecticut broadleaf on that master blends is just supreme. 
Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so th- those have got to be my top three. I think what people are going to come to find out as they listen more and more to the podcast is how different Dave and I's taste is, <laughs> which is good and bad. Because, yeah. like, yeah. I'm the kind of person who's going to try everything, and Dave is the kind of guy who's going to see the kind of rapper he likes and just dive right in and stay in that realm, <laughs> which is cool. <laughs> Yeah. I, no, I think it's really good to have like your 10 or 12 favorites. And I think it's also really cool to have the guy who will spend 10 bucks on pretty much anything. Yeah, totally. Uh, even if it means having a bad experience. So for it doesn't make it doesn't surprise me that like my favorite one is probably the O. Hmm. The yeah. Habano or the Maduro. I'm a Habano guy. Yeah, you are. Like you it's are. just yeah, it's it's no se- secrets out. Like I yeah. here I am. I'm a proud Habano guy. <laughs> you know, <laughs> nothing wrong with that. I don't. Uh, to, I mean, yeah, I feel like I'm one of the few. I feel like people know just Connecticut and Maduro a lot. Yeah. I feel like they don't yeah. know like yeah. Sumatra. Like they see Sumatra and they're just like, nah. Yeah. And. Or like Corojo, for example. Right. Very good, very good example there. It's just like a word everybody's heard, but nobody really knows, yeah. you know, like really knows exactly what it means. And, and can hardly pronounce. <laughs> and can hardly it's pronounce. It's scary, too. Yeah. yeah like, I, <laughs> there, I'll be explaining it and I'll be like, oh, I should, I gotta, I gotta let, bring this back home here. Yeah. yeah. You know, oh, it's a, it's a Criollo rapper. Oh, yeah. But yeah, no, Habano for me all the time. I don't know what it is about the spiciness of it, but it's not like a, I just get it's just like a baking spice kind of vibe to mm-hmm. it, and all my all my favorite cigars will have a habano wrapper. Yeah. So the O habano is to me the perfect the perfect landing point between medium and full. Mm. And it's the thing I love about Oliva is that I never have one break in the draw. I need a lot of smoke. Yeah, I don't know if you found this, Josh, but I was just talking about this yesterday with another customer about how whatever Oliva cigar you're smoking, they all have an essence Mm. that is constant throughout the entire portfolio. You know, they have their differences, of course, but underneath all of those, there is this baseline consistent, like creamy, sweet cream kind of flavor that I get from every single Oliva cigar I've ever had. I don't know if you've found the same thing, but I find this consistency throughout the portfolio um, and then the differences sort of should come to the surface on top of that, you know? Interesting you bring that up. Um, it was Wednesday. I, w- I was visiting a customer, and he had somebody in his lounge, and we were just the three of us chit-chatting, and he had mentioned <clears throat> Oliva and the fact that he said, I could spread out every cigar you guys make on a table, blindfold myself, pick one out, and I know it's going to be good. <laughs> Yeah. I've never had an Oliva cigar that I I didn't enjoy. Yeah. I've enjoyed every from from oh you know the main from Kane Nub, Cuba Aliados, Milanio, you name it. He said he's always had a great experience with, you know, our product. So I I took that as a very huge compliment uh, when he told me that. Yeah, I mean, I've never had a bad experience with one. There's been many days in my cigar career where I've had more than one. Uh, maybe a nub on the way to work, and then uh, you know, <laughs> hit hit him with the Milanio at at, at night. Yeah. If it's a weekend, you know, if it's a special day. I mean, obviously, whenever Josh comes in, he's got a Milanio Maduro for me, <laughs> my name on it, earmark. <laughs> Love those days. I get that email the day before. I'm like, perfect. Don't got a pack one. Yes. Let's go. <laughs> Why not, right? <laughs> right. So you, yeah. you explain stories like that, and those stories are, I mean, they're just a testament to you know the consistency and and the 
the taste of an Oliva cigar. And I guess from being on the inside, I'd like to I'd like to ask, what do you think is the difference in Oliva cigars versus other like, uh, you know, cigars on the market that have been around for a bit, or you know, the ones that everybody knows? I, I you know, the only thing I can just attribute it to, and I've only been here, you know, going into two years here, um, we just stay consistent with the way our process is you know if something happens to be on back order we're not going to rush it just to get it out you know we're going to make sure that when it does come out and it's back and available it's going to be the same cigar that you smoked six months ago a year ago you know vice versa so i feel that just maintaining that that same consistent process and how we make our cigars is the reason why that everybody has a good experience with uh, Oliva anytime they buy it. And that's just been my experience with, you know, smoking all the cigars. You know, we get so many, you know, X amount per month. And I can say I've had that same experience myself. You know, I haven't had one that I guess I didn't enjoy. Yeah, that that makes a lot of sense, actually. Uh, yeah. yeah, and there's a lot of good, there's a lot of good cigar companies out there. Don't get me wrong. There's a lot of good cigars um, you know, that are competitors for sure. Um, I just, I just happen to be, you know, re representing the one that's, that's one of those, one of those good ones. Yeah. So, I mean, I think the, the quality of Oliva cigars is just clear to everybody who has them on a consistent basis. You know, any cigar company, you might get a bad one or two, but if you pair that cigar with like the right time of day or the right drink or the right setting, um, there's an Oliva for, you know, every time of day, every, every occasion. Yeah. So, 100%. Um, Josh, I've always, your, your brand, since you, you have, uh, met us, your personal brand, since you met us here in the store is usually, is to me, improvement all the time, uh, knowledge, learning, networking, those kind of things that I think are a huge reason why we've been able to expand our Oliva business so much here at the store and online. And I know that those kind of those kind of things are very important to you. So what I wanted to ask is somebody who's just a, you know, a driven, you know, worker like you is, is there any personal mantra or like kind of personal code that you kind of keep yourself to? Or what are some things that you remember when things are maybe getting a bit difficult? Well, you know, you know, when I'm on those long drives, you know, to come up, you know, to see you guys, uh, various customers, you get a couple hours in your car, and that's a lot of windshield time. So I, I do tend to download a good bit of books, podcasts, and things like that. I try to take advantage of a little bit of that time to maybe bring that, you know, to you guys and add some value. And, and I try to keep it very simple. And, and what comes to mind is be uncommon. And I stole that out of a book um, called Can't Hurt Me by David Goggins. And just like we're doing this podcast, right? You guys have decided, hey, this is 2023. We're going to come out with a podcast. It's not very common for uh, business owners in this industry to do this. It, it's uncommon. And I think when you're able to do those things and they do succeed, I think you, you'll see the fruits of that labor pretty quickly. So that's how I kind of take the approach to a lot of the things I do, but particularly sales. And now in the you know, in the cigar industry is what, what's something that would be uncommon that might just make somebody go, mm, that's, that's valuable or that's interesting. Mm -hmm. Um, for instance, you know, I, I send you guys that newsletter every month. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know how often you get that from other manufacturers, 
but I feel that that's an uncommon thing for to do, but it's valuable. I'm not, I'm not trying to just, you know, I you guys know what we have, you know what we sell. Well, how can I help you sell that? Mm-hmm. So that, that would be my very simple two word phrases. Be uncommon. Love it. And I, I would say yeah. that getting that, those kind of resources from other, uh, representatives of some companies is not common. Um, and it is, it is noticeable and it makes you think, and it is an added value sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Dave and I, that's probably a principle that we've tried to embody since getting here at the store because Dave and I, you know, obviously anybody that knows us has, we have a ton of experience as tobacconists, mm-hmm. cigar sellers and, and also customers. We're customers too. I tell people all the time, like we're customers too. We've been on, we're on the other side of this whenever we're not in the store, you know, whenever we were in our, uh, you know, coming up working, you know, the night shift at a, at a other cigar store. Mm-hmm. Right. So, yeah. um, we try to bring that experience to what we do here in the store. So awesome. Yeah. Right? And it, you, you can, I can tell when I'm in there and the customers are coming in, you know, they're, they're going to have an experience with that cigar, but they're also going to remember that experience they had while purchasing, purchasing it as well. And they're, you know, to come in and, and, and talk to you guys and you guys help them out that way. That goes a long way in the, in the customer retention Mm-hmm. and word of mouth and things like that so again not very common in the in the industry so you, you guys do some of those uncommon things and i think that's why you guys continue to grow like you do yeah i think it's just vitally important to separate yourself and you know know a name know a cigar have a recommendation <laughs> that kind of stuff to me mm-hmm. um not a, not something that i've received very much when i've gone to other stores but you know would have made an impression it's all about impressions, right? Everything's trying to get your attention nowadays. So uh, we're competing for so much attention. That's why you guys, you know, it's important to do that. The, the marketing you guys do on social media and things like that. It's, it's amazing how many businesses in and out of the cigar industry, they don't take advantage of that, those free platforms, you know, and then I'm not saying you'd go out of business. I just think they're leaving a lot of opportunity on the table mm-hmm. by not posting something. Yeah. every day yeah yeah so yeah. yeah yeah this is it's good stuff and uh yeah we appreciate you taking the time to talk to us man we're we're gonna try something going forward uh with with each one of these episodes and with each you know interesting cigar insider that we get to talk to so just taking off if we could just like take off your your oliva uh, badge for for us for the for this last question here uh, okay, okay. and we're gonna ask you like what is the most memorable cigar experience that you've ever had oh, wow yeah so some, a couple years ago uh, me and my family we go down to the to the beach down in Ocean City every year we had this this really nice view of the ocean you could see up and down the beach we had this real nice deck outside this condo. Uh, you could see Coastal Highway. I mean, everywhere you looked was just beautiful. And w- one day, me and my, my daughter's boyfriend is a cigar smoker. We're like, hey, we're going to run down to the cigar shop. We're going to grab a cigar. The guy asked us where we're from, right? So taking off my Oliva hat, we're like, hey, near Pittsburgh, he recommends a leaf by Oscar. <laughs> so we, we, we each grab one. It was Connecticut. That night, we're having a leaf by Oscar, having a couple drinks, just enjoying the scenery. And we we're like, holy cow, this was awesome. So next day we go back, load up on way more than we should have. And then the rest of that week, that 
just became one big experience for me, just having that cigar and a drink. You know, the family was there. You had the whole background with the beach. It was very enjoyable um, for me. So that's probably the one that really sticks out in, in my mind. Beautiful. Nice. That is going to be the uh, that's going to be the question that we use to put a bow on some of these uh, interviews that we have with some of our insiders. And uh, Josh, this has been awesome. We really appreciate the time that you gave to us today to tell us, you know, kind of get to know you a little bit personally. Tell us more about the Oliva brand. Uh, while we celebrate Oliva Month here at Tall Chief Cigars, it's buy four get one free, online in store. You're gonna want to come in and check this out. We try to showcase a brand that we're into every month. Um, it's Oliva pretty frequently, just because we have such a good relationship with the brand and guys like Josh. So Josh, we want to thank you so much, man. Um, yeah, you know, it, thank you, guys. Yeah, we appreciate it. Any any uh, any closing thoughts there, Dave? Yeah, you know, Josh, if you have something uh, you want to take a minute to like tell people uh, where to hit you up online, um, yeah, you could do that. You know, Instagram, Facebook, that kind of thing. Like, how do people uh, hit you up and show you <laughs> show you the their favorite Oliva cigar that they're smoking today? Absolutely, and I do. I do get a lot of pictures, uh, direct message, and uh, keep those rolling. But that one. Every, to everyone who, who buys our stuff, I, I, I thank you very much. I really appreciate that. Um, on, on Instagram, I go uh, under the name Cigar Patriot. So you can look me up there, mm -hmm. and then you'll see under my picture, you'll see Oliva Josh. And then um, Facebook, of course, is Oliva Josh. And then what flies under the radar, which has really been a really good platform for me, is LinkedIn. And all you got to do is look up my name, uh, Joshua Malzak, and I should populate right up. And I stay very active on um, at least Instagram and LinkedIn. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Beautiful. Yeah. Well, yeah. we thank you so much, Josh. And uh, we'll catch you here at Tall Chief soon. Well, that was awesome. Yeah. I mean, the guy is an electric factory. You know, he comes in and... Uh, Brings a lot of energy, brings a lot of knowledge, and he's uh, the thing I like about Josh the most is that he's always in the pursuit of something. Mm -hmm. um, he's a really driven guy. Yeah. I think you know. I think there's a little boost there because he's so new to the cigar world. Um, but I gotta tell you, like that's a guy you wanna you wanna grow his brand and you wanna try his stuff and you wanna support him the mm -hmm. way he kind of has given back to us. And this summer, you'll see a lot, a lot of things from Oliva that we have for our for our customers. That's good news for you guys, and it's good news for us because we're here smoking them too, right? That so, is true. Yeah. That is true. We've been known to have a cigar or two <laughs> during the day. Um, Speaking of which, what uh, you know? What what have you had this week that kind of stood out to you? Today was a weird day. Mm. It's, You're right. It's uh, it's four o'clock, and I had a Romeo and Juliet Reserva Real <laughs> Toro. Wow. Which is so yeah. Tell me about <laughs> it. This was a this was a case of um, leaving the house for the day and just reaching in my bag of like what I could what what could I have today while I'm like taking inventory. The no look. The, the no, no look. look grab. Usually the no look is money for me. <laughs> um, and I actually I ha I really have a lot of nice things to say about this because mm -hmm. I thought it was just going to be smoking to smoke. And maybe I had a, a bit of an unfair bias because I usually tell people that the Re Romeo and Juliet Reserva Real is the most mild blend in the entire store. 
perhaps the most mild blend that I've ever had. That's like a common thing. That's a common, that's common around here, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. you know, I had a couple of coffees, I was doing some work and then at like one o'clock I lit it up and it's a big ring, bigger than I would normally smoke. It's mm-hmm. like a 54 ring. So a couple knocks against it, but dude, I loved it. Yeah. I'm not sure if it just hit me at the right time. I don't really know, but it was so creamy and delicious. And maybe it's because I just smoke absolute rockets every all the time. Just the strongest stuff that like makes me grow hair on my palms. Yeah, I mean, I, I looked up from my computer and I'm like, dude, are you smoking a Reserva Real right now? Yeah, no. my homie had to check on me. <laughs> but no, we love Romeo and Juliet. We love, you know, we love Monte Cristo. We love all the brands that we get from uh, from, you know, that, that holdings company. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, you see your friend smoking something that's outside of their wheelhouse. Like you're going to ask questions. Are yep. you okay? Yep. What happened? Did you do the no look? Like, <laughs> do you need money? You know, like <laughs> just all that, you know? So I got to tell you, this cigar is smoked about in about an hour, but I was, I was really ripping on this, on this sucker while I was like counting, taking an inventory in the store. I will revisit that. Mm-hmm. Like that, you know, I've been known to dog a cigar here and there, and, uh, you know, that's one of our highest-selling SKUs since we got here, and it's no surprise. You know, it's just a beautiful, mild cigar that, as a guy who smokes heavier things, like, it really breaks up the monotony of, like, the, the, the fuller profile, yeah. like, really well. So I, I, I was so surprised. It was the best cigar I smoked this week. That's awesome. I mean, I, you know, in all seriousness, like, this, this just kind of goes to show you you know, there's so many misconceptions. There are so many uh, doors that get closed in our minds. And I'm like one of the worst offenders when it comes to this kind of thing that <laughs> I just make a decision looking at the thing or, or just I, I find out what what wrapper leaf it has and I dismiss it out of hand. But man, if you just open your mind to some things like, you know, cigars can disappear from, you know, this has happened to me, like cigars disappear from my rotation and for whatever reason, I had like maybe one mediocre experience. And so I, I shut my mind off to that smoke for, for, you know, could be it could be years. And I come back around to it and it's like, man, actually, there is a lot to appreciate in here. Um, you know, so just, yeah, keep your minds open and don't be afraid to try new things. Right. And I'm not <laughs> I shouldn't be the one giving you this advice, because <laughs> like I said, I'm I'm not very good at taking my own advice here in this case. But, uh, you know. When uh, in my stronger moments, and I open my brain up to to a new smoke, it's it's uh, it can really pay off in a big way, and it sounds like that's what happened. Yeah, it reminded me like I, I get some guys that oh, I like a I like a fuller smoke, and that's cool. Mm. Don't dunk on Connecticut's, right? Don't right. Like right. every now and then they could surprise you. Like my, one of my favorite Connecticut's is the Hoya de Nicaragua Antonio. Mm. It's like a medium full Connecticut. It's it's beautiful. <laughs> But like also the creaminess and the thickness, it was just like a, it was like a stick of butter, mm. which, you know, that's uh, a good cigar. Yeah. And I'm lactose intolerant. So like, you know, I could, I could, <laughs> it's a good, it's a good workaround. So <laughs> I mean, without, you know, going home to my girl and having a big issue where I'm kicked out now. So like, yeah. <laughs> so okay. yeah, no, nah, don't dunk on the Connecticut's man. Yeah. All right. Enough about me. Like Dave, yeah. have you tried anything new? What are you, what, where are you at? What are What's your what's your what's your selection look like this week? Yeah, um, you know, so we were talking earlier about um, about Sumatra, 
rappers, right? And um, the the Blackbird Rook is a fantastic cigar, but mm-hmm. there's a second Sumatra in that line, which is the Finch. And that cigar uh, I had for the first time in a long time just recently. So Blackbird Cigar is a small company um, that we brought into the humidor, you know, what, close to a year ago, mm-hmm. I guess now. After TPE. Yeah. And um, it caught fire in here for good reason. Uh, the entire portfolio is awesome and the branding is awesome and we just really like those guys. Uh, but that cigar is one that's so far outside of my wheelhouse that um, I was incredibly surprised after trying it uh, now for the second or third time how nicely it fits into that morning cigar niche you know like it's the guys I think they say about that stick that it was specifically blended to be your first cigar of the day mm-hmm. right and like the flavors in there are tuned to you know sort of just like to wake up your palate right it's like that that first smoke uh out of the gate and it and it just hit the spot so like i was saying before you know just keeping your mind open to different new and different kinds of things you know some like mild sumatra is not something i'm usually going to reach for but uh at the right time the right moment it can just really hit the spot yeah, yeah. totally yeah. i had one like maybe two weeks ago and i just there's a great time and a great place and a great size for every single cigar that mm. we have and uh yeah the morning time that that, that nice that thicker ring toro yeah perfect yeah i'm also going to throw a shout out to uh la gloria cubana right now because um yeah the the siri r maduro is is just so awesome and flawless but then they have this uh there, there's an, a newer addition to that siri r family uh the siri r black maduro uh, which we we carry here in a couple sizes, and that cigar absolutely bangs. But that that's really more the center of the bullseye for me, Connecticut Broadleaf with the Nicaraguan fillers and everything. But um, yeah, if you haven't tried that one yet, make sure to come in and grab one of those. Yeah, so we're sorry to burst your bubble, guys, but two of the more milder cigars we have. Our advice to you, uh, you know, you're a you're a fuller body guy, give these a whirl. Rip it in the morning and, you know, have a nice strong cup of coffee and see what happens. Mm -hmm. You might be surprised. Yeah, absolutely. All right, guys. So for this next segment, Carl just stepped out of the room, okay? This is the tobacconist taste test. (laughs) We're going to blindfold the big dog. No, he's not actually going to be wearing a blindfold. But I have chosen a cigar off the shelf from amongst our vast inventory and I've removed the band okay we're gonna hand Carl a blank cigar see if he can figure out what he's smoking just from the experience alone with no packaging no band on the cigar right the first thing he's gonna do and what anyone should do when smoking a cigar for the first time is just notice the look and feel of the thing right notice the color the shape the size, of course, and then give the wrapper a nice feel. Is it a rough broadleaf wrapper? Is it a, you know, velvety, silky smooth shade wrapper? Is it a nice oily, shiny Sumatra or Cameroon? You know, you'll be able to pick up on these differences the more that you smoke and the more that you, you know, participate in this kind of experience, okay? Now, 
Next, he's going to touch the tobacco to his tongue, right? See if there's any flavors to be gleaned from that experience and then give it a cut and a dry pull. When dry pulling on a cigar, you'll notice some flavors from the tobacco itself just coming right through. You know, they'll be soft and subdued, but they're there. This will be another clue. And then, of course, we'll light the cigar, puff away, and see if we can put Carl's reputation to the test here. You know, he's a guy who smoked a lot, and he smokes anything and everything, right? So let's see if he can identify this one cigar with no band from amongst our vast inventory. It's going to be fun. All right, so we're here. I got a cigar prepared for Carl. Uh, I think he's coming back here. There he is. Yo. Yes. I'm dying to smoke, dude. <laughs> got a cutter and a lighter ready? Yeah, all right. All right. We got a mystery cigar. All right, let's see what we got. What do we got? Never seen it before. Okay, well, that's uninspiring. <laughs> so, so Carl, describe to us what you're seeing here. What I'm looking at is like your standard six by fifty Toro. It has a uh, an, an almond brown wrapper. It's a little underfilled, hmm. just a touch. Yeah. There's a. It looks. This is my size. This is like a. The closest cookie box yeah. here. Yeah. All right. So yeah, we got a. Six by fifty, nice, maybe like a darker almond brown. It's got a really rough. Mm -hmm. It's not smooth by any means. It's just got a nice rough kind of. I like the way it feels. Yeah. All right. Looks like a cigar. The way a cigar should look. So, Carl's, uh, you know, just putting the cap of the cigar in his mouth here just to see, you know, what kind of. What kind of flavors or hints can be, you know, taken away? All right, we're going to cut this bad boy. Yeah. Let's see what's up. This, yeah, so nothing off the bat that I have any idea what it could be, honestly. Yeah, this might end up being more difficult than, than, uh, than you might think. You know, there's a lot of cigars in the world. But uh, if anybody can do it, it's this guy. So. Okay. It's going to have a very loose draw, which I love. Cool, nice open draw. I feel early indication it could be a Habano wrapper. There may be a Cameroon wrapper. It's one mm -hmm. of the two. Nice. It's got a little bit of a sweetness to it, so I kind of think it's a Cameroon wrapper. Let's uh, let's get one more peek here before we light it up. Well, another dry pull. Mm. It's very spicy on the tongue, though, when you put your tongue on the on the cap before it's lit, so I feel like it's gonna be a Habano wrapper. So I'm gonna light it up, and we're gonna see how this goes. This is gonna be tricky. It's gonna be tricky, man. All right, here we that's, go. That's the idea, you know? Like I said, Carl smokes a lot, and he smokes a lot of different kinds of cigars. And, uh, you know, he's got a reputation for being able to do this kind of thing, so I still have full confidence in my guy. I okay. I definitely feel as if it's a Habano now. Nice. I is that correct? I, can, I if I can, you know. If I give away too much, 
then we're walking out onto thin mm -hmm. ice. But mm -hmm. no, you're right. It was inappropriate. That was an inappropriate <laughs> question. <laughs> okay, I'm so under strict instructions not to by, give yeah, any the, by the stupid rules I created. <laughs> so. So yeah, so we're gonna you know we're gonna get into the first third of this cigar here, and you know see what uh, see what Carl thinks of it at that point. And then we'll take a little break, let him get a little further in, and uh, mm. you know, yeah, okay. So this is a Habano for sure. Yeah. I would stick my rib yeah. on this being yeah. a Habano. Yeah, it is very 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 peppery and spicy off the bat. Nice. Can light this a little bit more. Um, also, the tobacco has a has like a lot of punch and personality to it and I feel like that has that's like a Nicaraguan kind of vibe mm. going on mm. Honduran tobacco to me like well it's good it doesn't hit like this well those were those were uh, those were interesting adjectives you chose that's what I'm going to say those adjectives that you used to describe <laughs> the cigar uh -huh. uh, were are certainly pointing you in the right direction mm. So, uh, so it is Honduran. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. Okay. I kind of, okay. Well, you know, we're going to, it's a tough, so, it's a tall task, you know, like I want people to understand how difficult this really is. Right. Uh, you know, you, for those of you who've been in our humidor before, there are hundreds and hundreds of cigars in here different sizes right so like once you get the cigar in your hand you notice the size of the cigar you're right away you know you're narrowing down right you notice the color and the shape and you're narrowing down and uh if you have the kind of vast experience that carl has you know the more eat with each draw and each puff of smoke you know you're narrowing and narrowing down to a you know, a list of may, hopefully just a few potential choices. Uh, every cigar is different, you know, and it takes a, it takes a skilled smoker <laughs> to be able to narrow it all the way down to one. Yeah. I just want to make clear how, how full this thing is at the beginning, yeah. which is, it's leading me away from the first guess that I had, which was going to be a punch knuckle buster Habano, mm. but it's a lot more mild than what I have in my hands. So that can't be it. I would say it is not the punch right. knuckle buster Habano. Yeah, yeah, I didn't. At first, I thought maybe based on the size, mm -hmm. but this is way too full. Mm -hmm. So. Mm -hmm. Well, don't. Yeah, don't. You know, before you say anything else, you know, there is I, I prepared one one hint for you if it comes to that, mm -hmm. just so you know. But uh, so for the very first impression that I got. If. If you made me with no other with no other guesses or anything or any discourse about this cigar, the first guess I would have guessed was Oliva O. Mm. It's the right size. It's a Habano wrapper. Mm -hmm. It's got Nicaraguan tobacco, which this thing's is this thing is pretty heavy. I'd be surprised if it wasn't Nicaraguan, but it seems like it might not be. That would have been my first guess, but I don't think it's that either. Yeah. Well, and you know, for context, you're you're a half inch into the cigar at this point, so we'll give Carl a chance to smoke this thing down a little bit further, and uh, we'll be back in a couple of seconds here, just to uh, see how much more information he's been able to pull off of this thing. 
All right, guys. So Carl stepped out again to get a little further into that cigar. So I'm going to let you in on what's really going on here. So Carl's on the, on the right track here. You know, his, his palate is, is, is really not failing him because that he kept mentioning Habano, right? This cigar, it doesn't have a Habano wrapper, but it does have a Connecticut Habano binder. And that's what, that's what he's tasting in the blend. And then he also mentioned, you know, the strength and that he believed it to be Nicaraguan. And uh, the, the cigar does have a blend of Dominican and Nicaraguan fillers. So he's right there. So he's piece by piece starting to put the, put the picture together here. Um, you know, we're going to keep him in the dark a little bit longer <laughs> and, uh, you know, see if we can turn the big dog into a little chihuahua here, humble the guy a little bit, you know? Nah. No, I, I still have confidence that he's going he's gonna to eventually figure it out. But he's right that it contains Habano tobacco in the binder, right? C- Connecticut Habano binder. It's got some Nicaraguan fillers along with Dominican tobaccos. And uh, let's bring him back in here and see what else he can learn about this stick. Yeah, so Carl's just walking back in now. And All right. we're going to get back to it here. And- All right, we're way through the headset on. We're through the first third of this bad boy, and yep. uh, all right, I'll talk about the first third. Um, okay. Yeah. So this cigar really hit pretty hard in the beginning, and I've eaten enough today, and I've had a ton of water and all that stuff, so I'm kind of a little bit confused initially because <laughs> it was just a lot of it was just a lot of pepper. It wasn't bad. It was just not. Not what I was expecting off the bat, but I will say, it. You know, I've been coming in taking intermittent puffs between working in the store and talking to customers and stuff, so it has mellowed down a little bit. And what I get now is like a caramely kind of taste, mm. yeah. which I'm enjoying, and it's definitely the intensity has come down. Right. Uh, maybe like a little bit of like a like a very slight like bourbony kind of thing. Mm. But it's not a BBA. Like you could tell when you like dry pull the cigar and like taste the cap that it's not a, a bourbon barrel aged cigar. So right. like, there's just a little bit of a note of that. Um, yeah. yeah. So my first my first guesses would have been an Oliva O Habano or a Macanudo Inspirado Green mm. with how intense like the first like ten pulls were. But like I said, it's come down quite a bit. Settled into like a medium, like a medium kind of the medium kind of realm. So. Yeah, you're not, you know, like, uh, you're not, you're you're definitely on the right track. You know, the, the cigars that you mentioned there, I find, you know, certainly flavor-wise and just feel-wise, like, to be of a sort with the cigar that, that I've chosen. So yeah. this cigar, to me, <clears throat> I taste familiar. This is not one that I, like, have had once or twice in passing or... or um, you know, once in the past or anything like that. This feels like a cigar that I've had quite a bit of. It mm. fits my flavor profile because I do taste some Habano in it. And we'll confirm whether that's right or not later. Maybe it was chosen for that reason. I don't know. It's also my first of the day. Maybe that's why it's hitting a little bit harder. Usually, like lately, I've been starting with like a, a lighter kind of thing. But the way the tobacco has kind of settled now in my on my palate is it's a lot less punchy than when... I started the cigar. 
which does lead me to believe that um, it's certainly not Dominican. Dominican tobacco to me just has this trademark woodiness to it that I get zero of in this cigar. And it's mellowed out to a point now, and it's remained consistent to a point now where I think it's Honduran. Nicaraguan tobacco to me is like constantly evolving and changing, and it's, uh, it's easier to suss out through the, the life of the cigar. It's very complex, right? It's like a constantly evolving kind of like story hmm. that the cigar tries to tell me. So I feel like since it's been so consistently flavored and hasn't changed too, too much, I've, I, I would tend to think that it's a, it's a Honduran. Got some Honduran in it, probably mostly Honduran, but we'll keep going and we'll see here. Yeah, this is tough, right? I mean, there's a lot of cigars in the world, like I said. Yeah, it, this is hard. Yeah. At this point now, I'm just, just about halfway through the cigar, and I'm pulling on this thing pretty good because, mm-hmm. uh, you know, we want to get this. We want to get through this one here. So this is the point now where I have a, maybe settled down to two or three different selections in my head. And I'm going to ask for my, my one hint. Mm, okay. Yeah, so the, the reason I chose this cigar is that you and I have been smoking together for a long time. And this is a cigar that is certainly far outside my own wheelhouse, but one that I have memories of sitting next to you in our old haunt at our old stomping ground and that you you've done a stint with this cigar in the past where it was one of only a few in your regular rotation many many years ago and uh i think that that might that might narrow it down for you a little bit okay yeah so a little bit of a history on me is um back in the day when I would sit down and do like grad school work with a with a cigar or two at our last store. I would choose like a 660 because the flavor is just spread out over, you know, like a longer period of time and uh, it's not as intense. And uh, the cigars that I smoke were from a certain brand that uh, was very cost effective for me at the time being in grad school and not having a ton of expendable income. And the flavor that I get on this is a much more concentrated version of the cigar that I think it could be. The thing I liked about that cigar is that it had a very, it had a subtle sweetness to it, but a very caramel-esque kind of of vibe going on throughout the entire life of the cigar. It was not this strong. So this is a good illustration in how the size of a cigar makes a big difference based on, you know, the experience you're going to have. So as I'm sitting here with this cigar, I feel like I've... All right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to narrow it down to three guesses. Okay, yep. And all then right. from those, I'm going to choose nice. one. Okay. So the first, I still... My hunch in the very beginning was the Oliva O Habano Toro. That's going to be... Well, I'll tell you all three, and then I'll pick one from those. Okay. The second guess is going to be a punch signature. Mm-hmm. Because the size fits, it tastes familiar, but it just seems like a little bit more of a concentrated version of what I used to have. And mm-hmm. every day I'd sit down with a Punch Diablo or a Punch Signature or, you know, there was, a, there was probably five or six 660s that I would go through yeah. Camacho. Yeah. 
and Kama- is, could, could be a Camacho, you know? I mean, I don't know. It has a kind of similar profile. And then the last, the last cigar that I think this could potentially be is a Mac Inspirado Green, because mm-hmm. I know there's some Honduran in that, and I still think there's some Honduran in this one. Mm. And I have never had a cigar like the Mac Inspirado Green because it's so it hits so hard right off the bat. Like it yeah. really doesn't mess around with. Yeah, very spicy up front. Yeah, my guess is going to be this is a punch signature pita. That is incredible. Did I get it? That is incredible. You got it. <laughs> no way. The punch signature pita. The oh Toro. Yeah, six fifty. Yep. Man, I my, I used to sit down with a cigar all the time in a in a six sixty. So that's yeah. It was just so much yeah. more mellow. So than this. so I decide I was I had the six sixty in my hand right, but I know that that was many many years ago that you've moved away from that from that Vitola. So I chose the, the Pita, which is a, a Toro, uh, six by 50. And I had full confidence that just based on the flavor, you know, without giving it away on the size like that, I felt it would have been too easy if I handed you the Gordo, um, you know, that I probably would have known. Yeah. You know, and so I chose the, chose the thinner ring gauge and had full confidence that you would do it. And what do you know? I was right the whole time. I'm surprised that this is it because uh, it's it's the Toro is just a lot more. Yeah, it's a, a lot, lot stronger. A lot stronger than yeah. I remember. Yeah. Can you tell me some of the details about this cigar? Yeah, there? yeah, yeah. That's good. So, so you were tasting. You were ta- You know, you kept referencing Habano at the beginning. Your first instinct was Nicaraguan tobaccos and, and a Habano wrapper. So, the Habano you were ta- you were on the right track. There's a Connecticut Habano binder on this cigar. It's actually an Ecuadorian Corojo with a Connecticut Habano binder and Dominican and Nicaraguan fillers. Um, and that's, a, that's according to, to Punch and uh, to a few other resources we, we checked out. Because, you know, you can get conflicting info on the blend if you, you know, from different websites. Sometimes they don't really know. You don't really know where this information is coming from. So I verified Dominican and Nicaraguan fillers. Connecticut Habano binder, which is what you were getting there, and uh, and the Corojo, the Ecuadorian Corojo wrapper. Yeah. Yeah, so man, you get a little bit of the subtle sweetness from the Corojo wrapper too, which mm. is what I really liked in the bigger version because the tobacco the, the tobacco was almost toned down a little bit. Right. There is a vast difference between the Toro and the yeah. and the uh, Gigante yeah. 660 version of the cigar, and that is like a really cool exercise in like how... Yes. The same blend of cigar can be just entirely different across sizes, which is why Dave and I always say that every cigar has its size. It's cool to revisit this thing after a while. I smoked yeah. a couple during Punch Month last year. This thing is good. Yeah, man. But it's surpri- it'll, it'll sneak up on you a little bit. I was very surprised at the onset of that. So so I managed to throw them off a little bit, you know, uh, get the wheels turning. Didn't make it too easy on him, but, you know, the dude's got a reputation for a reason, and he freaking figured it out. <laughs> And we'll we'll uh, we'll close every show that we have with one of these segments here. I think uh, we'll we'll keep some stats. I'm one and zero. No big deal, right? Whatever. I'm sure over time that'll average out a little bit. It's going to get a little bit harder. Mm-hmm. I'm sure. Um, we, Dave and I, want to thank you guys for tuning in on our first ever episode of our podcast. It's been fun to put together. 
we're going to do this every couple weeks, get a guest in, have a nice little interview, try to stump me, talk about what we've been smoking this week, and tell you about anything else that's exciting in the store that's going to be coming up. Uh, but I think this is a good point to uh, to close her out, Dave. Yeah, what do you think? Yeah, yeah that, was, that was a lot of fun, and we're going to have so much fun putting these things together for you guys coming up in the future. Make sure to keep an eye, you know, tallcheapcigars.com, first and foremost. There's links there to all of our social media, and make sure you check out the Media Center, which is where we're going to uh, host this, this podcast. You'll be able to get at the RSS feed there at tallcheapcigars.com at Tall Chief Cigars on Instagram. And for our local guys or anyone around the country, join that Facebook group, Tall Chief Cigars at Native Pride. Guys, thanks so much for listening, and we'll see you in a couple of weeks. Peace.